What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Bad to the Sequel. This is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies. I am your host, John. I am Danielle. Today we are going to review 1969's Hercules in New York. The one you've been waiting for. But before we get to that, you guys can find the show everywhere where they got podcasts. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify. Wherever they got podcasts, they got us. While you're there, please subscribe, rate, review, Helps us be relevant in the standings. You can also follow along with the show on the Instagrams. We're at The Good Bad Show. This is where you vote for which movie we're going to review. Hercules in New York beat out Twilight yes. in this vote. Thank you. Um, by a pretty decent margin. That was Twilight's last chance. So it's I voted not... three times. That's illegal. Well... In every state. <laughs> Regardless of what high political figures tell you. Um... Uh, so Twilight lost its second chance, so it's not coming back unless we do another last chance like tournament. Uh, and so we're covering Hercules in New York. I'm excited. You have seen Hercules in New York. Yes. Um, which Before doesn't, this. Which doesn't happen very often on no. this show. And not only that, this was one of the movies that was the inspiration for this podcast. I think this movie was the inspiration for this podcast. I think it was the lightning bolts. Yeah. And the New York background noises at Mount Olympus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to break down this whole movie for you, uh, beat by beat. And then we're going to give you our awards for Hercules in, Hercules, Oogles in New Oogles. York. Uh, that is our bold statement, our worst <laughs> line, our best line. The worst performance, the MVP, the unredeemable God moment. Damn. What is our favorite part? We're going to give it a better title. And then we can decide if Hercules in New York is good, bad, or just bad. Except for that, this is going to be really hard to figure out, like, what is the worst part of this movie? <laughs> so I can tell you this. This mm. was probably the somewhere between third and fifth time I've seen this in my life. <laughs> I was not feeling good last night when we watched it. And my opinion of it last night was different than it has <gasps> always been. Oh, no. Um, so we're going to have to talk it out. Okay. And I'm going to have to make some decisions based on the conversation. That's fair, because this is our mm, knockoff version of couples therapy, <laughs> which also This is involves... the only time we speak to each other through the whole week. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Th this is also where we unpack the movie and go through basically like therapy for me therapy for you yeah. therapy for the movie and yeah. our recovery from yeah. the movie these things are already in my head and this helps get them out which makes me uh, a less less stressed person to get these <laughs> childhood traumas out of my head and onto podcast i'm for it first thing i want to bring up before we start diving into the plot question mark <laughs> is that this movie has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not surprising. Actually, that's surprising. It's that high. Do you recall what The Mummy had? Was It was like 7, right? Or 16. Three? Oh. That means yeah, no. that according to Rotten Tomatoes, Hercules in New York is a better movie than The Mummy. So what I did notice... Or when, virtually the same. When going, through, uh, when going through ratings of this movie today, because I was so curious to see what people's reviews were, 
There are a lot of people who are just trolling the system by giving oh, yeah. it tens. Well, there's, a this lot is a tens. beloved good bad movie. Yes. For forty years. And when you say beloved, <laughs> I love we to love hate. to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Arnold's first movie, um, and his first English speaking performance. I think he might have done some television before this. This was his. This was his first. Yeah, his first performance that wasn't on a bodybuilding stage. Yeah. Um, okay, so we watched the non-dubbed version. Goddamn right we did. When, when I was a kid, you couldn't see anything other than the dubbed version. That's, I, I just, that's a different movie. It is a completely different movie. Who knows if it's better or worse, but it is absolutely different. So if you watched the dubbed version, that's not what we're talking about nope. here. Uh, we are talking about the full-blown Arnold Stang version. <laughs> so, the first thing you get is, like, a, a voiceover, actually, for a second, of Zeus having a conversation with Hercules. With Ucalis. Ucalis. And, th and then you get to see them in what is supposed to be Olympus. Yeah. So, let's talk about Olympus for a second and it's, just get that out of the way. Yeah, like, it starts off so epic, right? Like, you see this windswept snowy peak and there's this booming godly voice and you're like all right we're in for a big one and then and they're then... in like an apartment complex courtyard yeah i know <laughs> they're in somebody's so i think most of this movie was filmed in central park so it's possible it's part of central park that I, looks like i think this. i read that it is part of central park but it looks like the courtyard between two apartment buildings. Yes, it does. Like, or some someone with a very nice home, like yeah. their their interior plaza. But it's uh, it's definitely not anywhere in Greece. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it's perfectly flat, <laughs> and, and the the it's immediately uh, in our wheelhouse. You have bad wardrobes, oh, like God. really bad wardrobes. Gold lame. You have um, a bucket of rebar lightnings okay <laughs> a bucket a literal okay. bucket like a home depot bucket yeah they're like hey here's some rebar can you shape these can you just, can you just bend these get the pincher and bend these in two places all right now they're lightning bolts you have costume store togas and beards and beards oh and God. and poor makeup and then then once you get done talking about those things then you can get to the dialogue and the filming and the and the filming, which changes colors often, which changes the sound and audio editing changes. You can hear car horns in the background of Mount Olympus. Yep, you can hear traffic. Yeah, going you can by. hear just straight traffic driving oh, by. Hilarious. Um, apparently the dubbed version that's not necessarily the case. See, because garbage. I think they never intended for there to be a normal audio version. Oh. So, uh, um, Zeus is telling. Ukulele's that he does not want him to go to Earth, and Arnold's first few lines are his worst. I don't know if they filmed this in order and his English got better as it went or what, but right off the get-go, he's like, I do not want to stay here. I want to leave. And you're like, his, his accent is bad. His acting is bad. There's no acting. His acting is bad even when he's not talking. When he's just standing there staring at the person who is talking, <laughs> it's still bad. <laughs> he, 
He just exists. It's, That's it. It, it. There's too much of it. There's too many lines for us to even pick a handful to oh, no. like imitate. Or it's the whole movie. If you yeah. haven't watched it yet, I don't know why you're listening to us. Go watch <laughs> it immediately. You'll never understand Ugalis if you're if you haven't watched yeah. this movie yeah. in the original audio <laughs> version. It's yeah. just, it won't occur to you so, why it's Ugalis. So let's just get it out of the way. Every word out of his mouth is awful so bad <laughs> laughably bad and it's there is this scene and there's a scene later on in the movie where mercury comes to visit him at his apartment i guess and uh uh arnold stang is in the background with his you know his jack daniels or jim beam or whatever he has that i think also was an early scene because the acting is so poor and it seems like he does not understand the English words that he's supposed to be saying. He he memorized his own English lines, and he's just staring at the other person, unaware of what it is they're saying, <laughs> waiting for them to stop so that he can reply with the stuff that he memorized, right. not knowing what it means or what that what they said to him means. You can tell. And you can see all of that in his eyes. I know. Like, <laughs> the fact that he became who he became is fucking astonishing well done him no it's unbelievable <laughs> it's unbelievable. unbelievable like that's what see when your mom tells you that you should look people in the eye and smile and you'll just get farther in life here is a great testament also because when your mom, he's a charming guy <laughs> also when your mom tells you you can be anything you want like yep I think Do some push-ups, this, Billy. <laughs> this isn't my take. I'm stealing this from Bill Burr. He's like people who shit on Arnold. He's like, okay, why don't you immigrate to Austria, <laughs> become the world's most successful bodybuilder, use that to start the largest movie career, use that to marry into the royalty of that <laughs> country, use that to hold public office. Go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I don't see you as a senior citizen with many horses sharing breakfast with you. All while not being able to speak the language. Do he and JCVD get along? Like, do they hang out? Yeah, I mean, Are they've they... been in a handful of, like, Expendables movies, and they were business partners on Planet Hollywood, and... Oh. Huh. Yeah. I would that... like to see that sitcom. I just want to see We've them, We've brought like... this up before, that they need to bring back Jean-Claude Van Johnson, Man. and the villain of that season needs to be Arnold. I know, but I also just want to see, like, a reality show of them having breakfast together. Yeah, that too. I do. And it's just being weird. <laughs> so, now we're on to the credits. <laughs> and, and, first of all, the music... <laughs> The music gets introduced here. Uh -huh. The Italian dinner music. Oh, God. That plays through this entire movie. It's one song. It's so grating. It's uh, it, At first, it's really funny. When you're seeing this movie for the first time, mm -hmm. or maybe even the second time, it's really amusing mm. that this terrible Italian dinner music plays through this whole movie. But when you're watching it for the fourth or fifth time, it... It was painful to listen to for however long this movie is. In the credits, Arnold Schwarzenegger is listed as Arnold Strong uh -huh. because evidently they didn't think anyone would ever be able to say Schwarzenegger or read it or understand it, So, which is somewhat understandable yeah. for 1969. So they just went with Strong. Yeah. They couldn't come up with anything else. Well, it was a playoff of Arnold's thing. The... Pretzy. Yeah. But why? that's it. They're but, like, well, here's some credits, and they're going to be together, so let's change his name. But why would there be a need for your name to be similar to someone else in the movie's name? Here's the thing with this movie. You cannot ask why. 
There's no point in asking why. This movie is a porn without nudity. Okay, yes. Okay. I have the same <laughs> statement, and I'm really confused about it, and I saw somewhere that someone referenced, referenced it as anti-porn, and I also don't understand what that means, and I need maybe, to know more. Maybe it means a porn that doesn't have any fucking in it. There's no nudity. It's de it's probably PG if I had to guess. I but, didn't look it up. But there's so many weirdly not sexual tension scenes, but just like out of place sexual scenes. Like all yeah. of the the harem begging at at Zeus's feet. These women who are just like you can tell the director said, "Okay, everyone, bend down. All right, make sure we can see your cleavage more, yeah, more, 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 especially you. More. Okay, now beg him. Go ahead, beg. Yeah, just beg. Yeah. And then they're talking about like really goofy normal stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't match with what you're seeing. It's very weird. I wonder if New York. I okay. I wonder if this was actually set up for a series of pornos where the actress's name is new york in new york yeah, yeah gotcha mm -hmm. okay yeah. i wonder <laughs> i wonder if there's a whole underground early 70s porn scene of just like hercules and new york knockoffs yeah uh, would not surprise me at all no, no, no. uh so zeus has thrown a rebar at <laughs> at hercules and I didn't understand what was happening here because because Zeus was saying, no way in hell I'm ever sending you to New York. Uh -huh. Was this a situation like where Bart and Lisa are like, can we go to Itchy and Scratch Land? Can we go to Itchy and Scratch Land? Can we go to Itchy and Scratch Land? And he's like, no, 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 fine. Because he sent him to New York. Yep. But I was like, oh, he was saying no the whole way. He never act, like verbally agreed to it. I didn't get that he was sent. I, get, I got that he just like escaped. Got rid of him. He, so he throws the lightning at at hercules the next thing you see is a pan am airplane yep. and a old lady inside who sees arnold outside of the plane uh -huh. and she has like a like a, a comedy uh breakdown over it mm -hmm. nobody believes her mm -hmm. this i was like oh yeah this is supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing in it that's supposed to be funny is. Not many things, and no. And everything like about it. Everything about it, excuse me, that's not supposed to be funny uh -huh. is funny. Yeah. It's 180 degrees the opposite direction of whatever they were trying to do 100% of the time. <laughs> I like this lady. I wish she was in a little bit more. I just saw a man. I just saw a man. And outside <laughs> they they must have auditioned the most new york people they could find oh, I like love it. oh sorry you are not new york enough I love get it. on pretzi's level get on the level of the lady on the airplane <laughs> if you're just a little new york not yeah. gonna not gonna be in this movie i hope i we're on the farthest part of the country away from from new york and where these these sort of characters would have lived and i haven't been to new york in a few years but man I hope that this New York accent and personality is not dying. I hope it stays for a long time. Yeah. Like, it cannot be gentrified or washed out or whatever. Like, we need you. We need you, New be Yorkers. Being so New York that you turn one-syllable words into, like, three-syllable oh, words. It. Like, a swam man! I love it. <laughs> you, you keep getting these intercut parts where Zeus is essentially narrating stuff that you don't see in the movie. And so he's looking into his, like, crystal ball, and he's like, oh, uh, Hercules went into the ocean, and then he got saved by a, a, a boat. 
and then he's just on a boat. The amount of times that I wrote unseen into brackets. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so much stuff happens in this movie that you do not see. So he's just on a boat. The movie that you want to see is never shown. Yeah. Like the actual <laughs> action of the movie, you don't get to see it. Yeah. Someone's got to tell you that it happened or you got you to gotta guess yeah. through the editing that it happened. Yeah, you just have to presume what they told you happened happened. <laughs> I guess we're here now. Um, he's just on a boat putting his shirt on like, and he's like, yeah, thanks for the ride. And then there's this like Captain versus Hercules um misunderstanding that goes back and forth between the two of them he's like what's your yeah. name and he's like i am ukulees and he's like yeah what's your second name he's like i told you already son of zeus except he's not even putting like your your like our arnold impersonation that everyone does has so much more um heart and vigor to it than <laughs> real arnold strong had in this movie you, i've been doing an arnold my whole life and i can't recreate the flatness that he has in this movie <laughs> because my impersonation has the Arnold that we know. Right. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger has like, I am Ukulees. Arnold Strong is like, I already told you I am Ukulees. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, this whole mo- this movie is so annoying because it's, it's, it, it's trying to educate you, the viewer, in the most clumsy storytelling possible. Hello, I am Hercules. My father's name is Zeus. I am a god. And they try to... They, they do the best that they can to try to explain this to you in the most lazy, shortcut ways by making the actors basically spell it out for you. It's, it's, it's like a flashcard of the movie for you. And then, and then the movie starts. <laughs> well, it's also lazy, but it's also way overly done. So they're undercutting their own comedy beats while they're happening. He's having this back and forth with the captain where the comedy is, he's like a, what do you call it? Like a, uh, what's the trope called? Like a pig, pig in a city, babe in the city. He's, he's (laughs) the like fish out of water. That's what I'm looking for. While they're having this conversation, there's another guy, like the second in command, who's trying to reason with the captain going, I think this guy's not all there. He doesn't mean any offense by what he's saying. Why is this guy there? Just let just let the comedy happen without being like trying to explain it because the viewer's too dumb to understand what's happening in the dumbest movie imaginable. It's not like it's not like we're not going to have a fight anyways. Like they're yeah. going to make sure that Arnold Strong gets as many fights in this movie as possible. Holy crap! The next time you see him, it's Arnold versus the entire ship. Right, just fighting, punching, just multi-guy fights in whatever ways and knocking them off boats and hitting them with planks and but this is and it's crazy all com- camera angles completely unchoreographed fights like made up on the spot because it's like <laughs> hugging and like like rocking back and forth in a hug and just like grunting punches that whiff 10 feet away because the camera is above them for some reason <laughs> yeah. um just like the worst imaginable fight scenes with like a two by four and 20 guys yeah Throwing guys in the water. Guys jumping in the water. Yeah, jumping themselves into the water because they're... Yeah, and then the whole time you get introduced to Pretzi. Wait, hold on. Is Arnold's shirt on or off during this time? Both. He's constantly putting it on and taking it off. How many shirts... This guy just came from, from like, ancient mythical Greece in the middle of Central Park <laughs> where he was not wearing... Via airplane. Yeah, he was not wearing a lick of shirt or pants, but he seems to just always have a shirt handy. Never explained why, like, you know, he, he shows up with no money. That's, that's made abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. And then he's just wearing a suit 
Yep. And, yeah, like... Oh, yeah, he's got all kinds of wardrobes. Oh, and where's he getting his clothes from? Is there, like, a big and tall store Yeah. in in New York just ready for, like, oh, yeah, this is a regular thing you can buy off the rack today in the year 1969? <laughs> so, so he's fighting everyone for no reason. As he's walking off the ship, he just picks up a giant box and throws it for no reason. <laughs> yeah, um, gratuitous displays of strength are yeah. abundant in this movie. <laughs> and then Pretzi, like, gets him out of there before he gets... Like, for some reason at this moment, he's vulnerable. He's like, oh, no, I have to run away. There's too many guys. Right. The whole point of the character is that he's invincible. A demigod. And yeah. a demigod. Doesn't so have to. They're running away. He sees a forklift, and he oh, just God. stops the forklift yep. for no reason a at all. A rolling forklift. Yep. Yeah. And, like, for no reason. Just to show he can. Just to show that he can. Just to be a gag in the movie. Yep. Um, Gratuitous display of strength. <laughs> they get in the cab. The entire, we have to talk about this, the entire cab ride, which was what, 40, 50 miles? They're talking about how he's from Greece and Pretzi knows a guy from Greece whose name is Apollo. Mm -hmm. And Arnold's like, I know Apollo. Obviously, he's talking about a different Apollo. They go back and forth about this Apollo for what felt like five fucking minutes. Gags were different back then. Every, every instance in this movie every conversation and every scene is two to three times longer than necessary yeah that's true every single time trying to lay down that gag (laughs) did you get it yet oh my did you get it this is also from an era when they when when there was text on screen it had to be up for like 20 minutes so that everyone in the audience could get it oh by the way we did watch this movie with subtitles on. <laughs> yeah, well, you had to. Because you have to. <laughs> you had to. You had you to. Had to. So, so I feel like that's the same with these gags. Like, there wasn't room for quick and snappy gags in this film. They got to really lay them down. Well, in the, in the 70s. Four or five setups. We, you and I talked about this when we went on a kick where we watched uh, The King of Comedy and Taxi Driver leading up to The Joker. Yep. And we had a conversation, not on the podcast, but when we, we actually do watch good movies, by the way. I haven't in a while. We had a conversation yeah. about how in the 70s, the runtime was really important. You know what I mean? Like, the reason that the Godfathers were, were not the reason, but a reason, was because they're so goddamn long. It was like, wow, look how much good acting they can muster up and put down mm-hmm. and release. Like, the more content, the better. And the and the opposite is true as well. If you, if you couldn't make it to 90 minutes, then it wasn't a good movie, regardless of content, right? So this movie, to me, felt like they were just trying to pad <laughs> the runtime. Every conversation had to go longer than necessary. Just, we gotta get to that 90 minutes. <laughs> well, we need 25 more pages of scripts. Yeah, we have to get to that 90 minutes. We need minutes. more gags. We need so more rebars. They can't pay the... Um, I don't have an accent for that. They, they can't pay the, the... The mustache cabbie? The mustache cabbie. Oh my God. Who also, super fucking New York. Yes. Ah, wise guys, eh? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, Let me have my New York stereotypes. I need them. I let you guys do this to Texas stereotypes. Let me have my New York stereotypes. It's an even trade. Let us have it. We both like meat. Go. Luckily for me, I'm from California and we cannot be mocked. <laughs> Your facial expressions are great for this audio medium. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the cabbie gets uppity, and they have to flip the cat, or Arnold flips the cab. He's got to do it over. Ukulele has to flip over the cab, and then they got to hightail it out of there. Uh, and oh, after a really awful conversation about money, 
bucks. What is all this conversation about zoological talk and male and female animals? <laughs> they give him. They're like, okay. Oh, he said bucks and doe. Okay, we got our guy. We God. we we cast this monstrous human being who looks just like how you would imagine Hercules to look. Perfect. Mm-hmm. What's your name, son? He's like, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they're like, holy shit, this guy cannot speak English. <laughs> uh, do you think we should get rid of all of the, like, four or five syllable words in the in the script? Like, <laughs> zoology and he, he talks about, like, economics. Yeah. Do you think we should get rid of these words that he couldn't possibly <laughs> say? Nah, leave those in. It'll make him sound smarter. <laughs> There's, like, five times where he has to say a word that I can't say. <laughs> It's a lot. He, yeah. Uh, they, they really, uh, I, I, would, I don't think it worked because the gags weren't any good. It, he didn't know what he was saying, so he couldn't enunciate on the right syllables to get some acting down. It, it, it's, it's so goofy. It's so goofy. <laughs> so he they, flips the cab. They flip the cab, and then they come across what I think is the United States track and field Olympic team. No, it was co- like college practice. Okay, either college way, athletes. either way, Pretzi recognizes them and knows that they are hot shit. Yeah. And, and they are practicing on a little league baseball field. <laughs> and Pretzi's like, they're champions. You can't beat them. I'm like, if they're so fucking great, why aren't they on a track? <laughs> so, Ukulele decides, I must show them how to throw the discus. Discus. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> Ah, viewers, guess what? You'll never get to see anyone throw any discus. Yeah, so he the whole gag is like he's he obviously competed in the Olympics and he's mm-hmm. going to show them how it's done and they're like, "Yeah, right." So, he grabs a discus and he <laughs> acts like he's throwing it and then all you get is the reaction of the of the standby like the the viewers yep. of Pretzi and some other people being like, Wow. wow. And the length of time that the camera is fixed on their faces mm-hmm. is supposed to imply how far it went. Right. Because at the end, you just see it drop to the ground. It hits a pole. It hits, it's like a zoomed in shot. You have like maybe like, I don't know, a five foot radius yeah. of earth to look at. And you're supposed to glean from that that this discus just traveled for like 40 miles. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be like, holy shit. It so hit far. a pole. Great context. Not, not the pole that we saw earlier nope. and is super far uh-huh. away. Just a pole uh-huh. that you did not know about. <laughs> <laughs> this this whole scene is really funny because he keeps challenging these, you know, these smug elite college athletes, right? Uh, but this is a gift for the audience because the audience is in on it now oh, because a, we know. It's a gift for the audience <laughs> because as soon as the javelin comes into play, he unbuttons his shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> Slowly. He's like, like, oh, Javelin? Let me take this cumbersome shirt off for this. (laughs) I gotta throw this thing maybe halfway across a baseball field. We don't know. We have no idea how far it went. We still have no idea how far it went. It went near the pole. We saw it go up in the air, a really close, like, closely cropped shot. Yeah. Like a zoomed in shot of it flying through the air. And we saw Pretzi be fucking blown away. But to be fair, Pretzi spends this entire movie blown the fuck away by everything. Yeah, he just blinks. Like, the more blinks in, the more amazing it must have been. He he does, like, 30 blinks, then it must be amazing. We don't know. He's probably got flies in his mouth because he's keeping the damn thing open through the whole (laughs) movie. Never closes his mouth. Then the long jump, which is the most egregious of all the you-don't-see-its. 
where the guy jumps, the the athlete jumps, and then Arnold goes to do it, and it's just again a shot of shocked people for twenty seconds, uh-huh. and then his feet coming down at the end of the infield of again a baseball field. Ankle ankle height. Do you just see his like ankles and below hitting yeah. the ground? Yeah. Yeah. It's garbage. So, it's no good. But, but apparently, it was enough to impress everybody it was enough to impress this man and his daughter mm-hmm. who we don't know who they are like we've met them in the movie but what what they do and why they're relevant we have no, no idea. idea and they approach pretzi and they're like hey we really like your mans over there we want to have you come over for tea and pretzi's <laughs> like hey keep it down a narcotics officer could hear you and what huh. like is Pretzi such a deviant that yeah, he dude. just automatically assumes that a man in a tweed suit smoking <laughs> a pipe is here to sell you drugs and yes. he's calling it tea? He's all about it. That is a really shoehorned in joke. He's all about it. <laughs> Pretzi's a real bum, you see? A real bum. He sells somebody else's pretzels on a stick he's down a by the shipyard. He's a shyster. He is. He's um, a bum. And then, and then Arnold's just at their house for tea. That's the very next thing. Oh, in a suit. Yeah. In a, he got off of a boat that... Okay, he got off of a plane, which then somehow brought him to a... Oh, yeah. He got off of a plane, which dropped him into the ocean, and then a boat picked him up, and the boat people gave him their clothes that they just happened to have size 666XL <laughs> shirts, and then he gets rescued, and he steals his way through a cab, and then he competes in a college athletes game, and now he's getting invited to tea, and he somehow had time... To go find a suit. Right. He, he had time to find a suit, which fits him. Yep. And we do not know why he's been invited over, and he doesn't know why. He it's just know. strangers that invited him over based on curiosity, and the moment he walks through the door, he begins eye-fucking the daughter. Yep. Hard. Yeah. Which seemed quite young Arnold. This did not seem out of place for Arnold (laughs) at this age. I was like, is he even acting right now? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) If you've seen Pumping Iron, you've seen this look on his in his face. (laughs) And she's like, why the fuck you staring at me like that? (laughs) And he he calls her a goddess and he's like being very complimentary to her. Yeah. And then some other dude shows up. We don't know him. We don't know this guy at all. There's a funny scene here, though, where Arnold's like, is this your lover? And then he's like, hang on, buddy. (laughs) And he punches Arnold, and Arnold goes, clang. (laughs) You have struck ukuleles. Just picks him up and starts squeezing him. Yeah. But all this time, Pretzi just happens upon a story of or a book of greek mythology stories and flips it open to the hercules page and, and starts reading about the story of hercules no attempt to stop him from squeezing this man to death no he's gotta he, read the book he's just like wow what an amazing coincidence that the hercules that i know has the same name as this hercules from greek mythology okay uh and then the next thing you see is just the next morning and it's the dad and the daughter sitting at the at the breakfast table reminiscing about the thing that you and I had no conclusion to. No, all we know is that Hercules <laughs> is a stranger. He got invited into these people's house for tea. The supposed boyfriend slash business partner slash brother, we don't know, comes over. Hercules beats him up in what's probably his own house. And the next morning, the father and daughter are like... And the dad is like, I like this guy. We still never found out, is this guy some, like, 
Greek mythology professor who's in on what's going on and is curious? Is he just some socialite douchebag that's like doing like an experiment? We have no idea who these people my, are. My assumption is that the father saw Hercules and thought, there's a way I can make money off of this guy. This guy's sellable. That... And, he, and, and he's like, I can make sure to lure men with my daughter, my tart Helen, <laughs> <laughs> who just has to do like weird face blink eyes at him and ask him stupid Southern Belle questions. And then he'll keep coming over. So the next day, the father's like, well... They got in a fight, huh? I like this guy. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to go on a date with them. <laughs> they got no scruples, these people. They got no scruples. Yeah, this dad came across as one of those types of characters. The, yeah. like, he wants to exploit him type of character. Yeah. It just never is stated at all. No? <laughs> so, next thing you know, they're just on a carriage in the park. Yeah. At night. Those poor horses. <laughs> and and she's, she's asking him questions about, like, uh... You know, do you miss do you miss being at home? And like, he's like, I'm having too much fun. And again, this conversation goes on for fucking ever. Oh yeah, well it's long enough for us to see that the zoo inspector is inspecting the zoo cages. Yeah, you just <laughs> out of the blue see zoo cages getting inspected, which if this is your first time seeing this movie, is very jarring. What the hell does this have to do with anything? Have no, like there's just <laughs> so many jumping to conclusions happening the entire time. <laughs> and then you see the bear. Which, if you've not seen this movie, you probably were absolutely blown out of your chair by this scene. <laughs> if you have seen this movie, it's the fucking reason you turned it on. Yep. <laughs> Arnold Ukulees, Arnold Strong versus Bear. Yep. Actually happens in this real movie. Bear fight. <laughs> and it's, again, an unchoreographed hugging, jostling, sometimes nighttime, sometimes daytime. This is the kind of movie where I don't think they purchased this bear suit. I'm pretty sure they rented it. Yeah, and they couldn't damage it. The It's changing between nighttime and daytime. Uh -huh. The sound isn't in the scene. You can't hear the struggle <laughs> between him and the bear. Oh, yeah, that's one reason it was so weird and confusing. Yeah, the sound it just drops out. There's there's the, oh, the fucking dinner, Italian dinner music, but there's no <laughs> there's no sound in the scene. And then he, like, strangles this bear to death. And the zookeepers come up, and they are so thankful that he's killed their bear. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> What a great thing you've done for us here. Which gets him into the newspaper. Yes. Which gets him a wrestling career. Oh, yeah. Which, Man, the movie just now starts to get wacky. You see, like, like, like the spinny newspaper headlines. <laughs> you never once see him wrestle at all. No, never. You just have to infer that he has a wrestling career. I, I don't understand this whole thing because it was all this build up to this wrestling match. I thought we were going to be watching some wrestling and they're just doing like, they're, what are they doing? Clean and presses or they, something? Well, later on in the movie, they do some clean and jerks. Clean and jerks. With, but he, he, where's the wrestling? He wrestling. never wrestles at all. You never see anything having anything to do with wrestling. Did he make money from other, wrestling? Other than some very serious New York gangster types. Yes. Who are pressing Pretzi to sign over the rights of Hercules' wrestling career. Man, I liked these fellows. What were their names? Fat Lips, Nitro, and I didn't get the, the name guy. of the main guy. Which <laughs> and, I'm bummed about because he's my guy. favorite. <laughs> they are amazing. He was my favorite. This has to predate gangster uh, tropes. No. Like, like it would no. be in between like 30s Scarface Chicago gangsters 
but it would in movies it would predate godfather and the and the the tropes that would come from that so they were based on like real people i don't agree because in the in the 30s 40s and 50s there were a lot of low budget crappy movies that you and i will never see okay that were just all right that's fair that's fair um yeah so they're they're pre and pretzi's like i'm never giving over the rights to nobody he's my (laughs) buddy and they're like yeah you will and he's like all right (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) poor little pretzi (laughs) yeah now we're back in greece we go all over the place it's constantly going back to greece but zeus is going to get nemesis is Mm -hmm. that her name yep who I'm not familiar with from Greek mythology, and I'm she, I'm fairly familiar with Greek mythology. She avenges his displeasure, and I would like, okay, just like in The Sims, when you have your like happy Sim couple, so you get all the like extra points. But then you hire the bitch Sim. You grow your own bitch Sim to make sure that the house stays clean. Ah, uh, yes. You know, yeah, and like make sure that they can go to work and make money to feed your your like main Sims. This is a great arrangement, which couldn't happen in real life because that's a horrible, horrible proposition. But I also like the idea of having a god or goddess that's only job is to avenge my displeasure, just like Zeus has Nemesis. That's her job. Greek mythology, this is amazing. when done well, is some of the most interesting stuff imaginable. That's why it should pretty much just exist in written form. Because when you put it into visual medium, it's almost always trash. The, the uh, concept is amazing always (laughs) (laughs) so mercury steps in and mercury's like oh oh powerful zeus give me a chance to go talk hercules into coming back this whole movie is predicated on zeus versus hercules and that zeus wants him to come back and hercules doesn't want to come back yeah the same plot as the first thor movie (laughs) 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 exact same plot as the first thor movie um so mercury goes to earth uh-huh. In a helicopter. Well, they're already on Earth, you see. <laughs> he arrives to Earth in a helicopter. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't understand the helicopter scene. It's like he snuck on the helicopter, and the guy who was counting people exiting the helicopter noticed that he got off, but also wasn't sure why he was there, and then gag over. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, and uh, he has this long conversation with Hercules about, please come back, please come back, and Hercules like, no, I like it here. But there's a line where he, he they find, they find uh, common ground, and Hercules says, I will come back sometimes, but not now. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. This was also the scene, I think this was one of the first scenes filmed. This is one of the worst scenes in the movie from a technical standpoint because half of the scene is out of focus. Yeah, it's dark. You can hear other people walking around in the background. (laughs) It is so bad. It is so bad. It is the lowest level of filmmaking. Yeah. Like, you could have some... Uh, a pre-college student who just makes a film with their with their phone or whatever equipment mm-hmm. you can buy off the internet now, mm-hmm. and and it's gonna be better than this. Yep, a hundred percent. It's so bad. Um, 
Also, what's going on here is that he is dating the ever-living shit out of Helen now. Yeah, now they're a couple? Most movies, when you have, like, the, the courtship and the uh, the seriousness of a relationship getting more and more and more serious throughout the course of a movie, mm-hmm. and they sprinkle in a date here, other scene, date, other scene, mm-hmm. date, they put all of those date scenes back to back to back to yep. back here by changing his shirt. <laughs> they all took place in Central Park and all they did was change his shirt. He was like, now they're dating in a V-neck. Now they're dating in a sweater. Now they're dating in a polo. <laughs> and there's a part where he walks past the movie poster of a Hercules movie. Uh-huh. This sends him into a fucking tissy. Mm-hmm. And his reaction to it is that I'm mad. I have to take off my shirt and flex about it. <laughs> He's like, see? And he's flexing. And she goes, oh, wow. <laughs> she's like, please put your shirt back on. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. But she's still for it. She Because she has no scruples. Yeah. She has no scruples. She's exploiting him just like her dad oh, wants to. Oh, she totally yeah. is. She asked him if, if, her, if his mother dropped him on his head. Yeah. Like, she's telling other people that he's a real dolt. Yeah. He ain't right. He ain't right ahead, but yeah, she'll go to the, get martinis with him. The, the the she's sitting around the table at one point having a conversation with the dad and the brother uh, ex lover. Yeah. We don't. We'll call him the brother. He, seem, he seems like a brother. He's probably in on it too. And she goes, he might be crazy, but I like him. And then the guy, the other guy who we have yet to see since he was crushed to death, goes, <laughs> I like him too. You do. Why? Yeah, why? He, he tried he beat to kill you up in your own house. He tried to kill you. What? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, well, they got dollar signs in their eyes, so uh, we're all in agreement, huh? <laughs> while they're having this conversation, Pretzi comes barging into their house, and they're glad to see him. Like, they're like, oh, Pretzi, what's up? He's drunk <laughs> off his rocker, and he overheard the conversation between Mercury and Hercules. Right. And he's telling them he's a real demigod and I overheard this conversation. And they're just, their immediate reaction to this man that we have not seen any signs of alcoholism up until now. Their immediate reaction is, you've been drinking pretzies. Yeah, but you can tell with this guy. Like I said, he's a bum. He's a real bum. You just know it. They decided on day 92 of filming. What if pretzies an alcoholic? Nah, you can tell from the start. He's a real bum. You meet this guy selling someone else's pretzels down by the shipyards. Come yeah. on. <laughs> of course he had a, a, a fifth yeah. <laughs> of whiskey before he came over. <laughs> uh, of Johnny Walker Red specifically. They really Ooh. wanted you to know that. Got it. Um, no, I missed that. And, uh, and back on uh, Central Park, Zeus Central is, Mars. <laughs> is sending uh, Nemesis to go carry out the, the plan. Yes. But... Juno gets involved, who is Zeus's wife. Yes. And she's like, what if we... I hate him a lot. What if we reduce the amount of punishment? I'm like, what? Like, instead of sending him to hell, which sounds awful, what if we just make him regular? Ha ha ha. Oh no, I didn't get that at all. Really? Yeah, because she was saying that... Juno was saying that um, Hercules would have a lot of fun at hell because it's it's right up his oh, alley. Oh, he would get to like fight all the time. He would have like fights and fucks. Like it'd be a great time. She's like that's not really punishment at all. Like I just uh, want to take away okay. his powers. All right. That's punishment. So yeah, so she has Juno slip something in his drink. She roofies <laughs> him. She sends Nemesis down to Roofie Hercules. She roofied Hercules. While he's in a high-end restaurant wearing like what's the what's the jacket with like the elbows? Oh yeah, I don't know, but I like that. Yeah, he's 
he looks like classy as shit in this restaurant. I and like he's it. They're like, the whole thing is Zeus is like, ah, he's, he's bungling it all up. He's fucking up everything. Look at what a horrible time he's creating. He's just on a date with a woman. Like, it's go, it's <laughs> yeah. going well. He's having a fine time. It's going well. What is your fucking problem? Man, Elbow Patches came back for a little bit, for a while. I think that's something that should just stay. I'm for Elbow Patches? I'm for Elbow Patch jackets. Yeah. They're real goofy, yeah. but they got a good look about them. Yeah. Uh, then Nemesis goes to talk to Pluto in hell. Oh, hell fence, you mean? Hell's front gate? <laughs> Which is just a gate uh-huh. that has a red light behind and it. And a lot of smoke. And it's really zoomed in so that you have to presume this is a larger area. It's someone's, it's just some gate in Central Park <laughs> that they put some smoke machines around. You are, you are a well-traveled individual. You have uh, a lot of strategies and tips and tricks when it comes to packing a bag and what kind of clothes to wear in certain climates. If I was to tell you we're going to be making a trip to hell today, uh-huh. what kind of clothes would you wear? Whatever the fuck I want. Would you wear a mink hat? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, why would she... Would you, would you wear a mink hat and put on pearl <laughs> earrings? What the fuck was she wearing? You're. Uh, wait, hold on. Wasn't that her Central Park disguise? Uh, maybe. Was that, I don't know. A, that a fine lady in New York I, outfit? I've always been told that hell is a warmer climate location. Well, I do know I would wear some sort of a Zuba's apparel. There'd be Zuba's involved. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely. What, that's what one wears in yeah. a place such as hell. <laughs> and I would probably also wear my Arnold Schwarzenegger "Come with me if you want to lift" yes. cut up T-shirt. Yes, absolutely. And that would be. Sa- that's what I'm gonna wear to the gym today. <laughs> that's what I'm wearing. Um. So Pluto goes to Earth to also just try to talk Hercules into coming back. Another scene of just trying to plead with him. And when Pluto arrives, he turns off the power of all of New York. Yeah. Which, when you have the captioning on, just says power surge. It says energy drains. Yeah, energy drains. <laughs> the first of two good sound effects in this movie. He goes and he tries to plead with Ukulees. Ukulees is like, nah, I'm not doing it. So then the next thing he does is go talk to the gangsters... And he bets $20,000 for Hercules to lose his yes. weightlifting competition. Right. You can't go to Earth and not do a bit of gambling if you're Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> and $20,000? That's a lot of dollars. Goddamn. Not if you're from fucking Mount Olympus. Well, do you really know how much dollars are worth? You could you could come up with literally any amount. You could max out the amount that you think the gangsters would be able to pay you. Yeah, but... 20000 is a low amount when you're talking about a high amount of gambling money. Is it? Yeah. That's in, like, in 1969? You... Yeah. For those gangsters? Yeah. You think they just had like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gambling dollars laying around? Yeah, you could 100,000 would have sounded a little bit more like, "Whoa, okay." Like 20,000 in any time period just audibly doesn't sound that impressive, <laughs> especially if you're oh, the god yeah. of hell. <laughs> they, yeah, well, then why even bet? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's... Like, you know what they said about Pluto though. Remember what they said about him after he made that bet? Mm-mm. They were worried about it. They were worried. They were like, "Don't." Uh, what was the word they used to not, not shirk him out of his money? Oh my god, oh, I forgot the word. They're basically like, you know, make sure that uh, you pay this guy if he wins. And the slimy new partners are like, "What? He's a long shot plunger." <laughs> Meaning, there's no way they're going to have to pay him out on this bed. <laughs> yeah, because because there's no chance in hell that Monstro is going to defeat Hercules in a weightlifting no, competition. No, no way. Mm-mm. 
Uh, okay, 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 another another interesting casting choice. You've cast Arnold Schwarzenegger, who at this time was not... He was yet to be, like, the world's most successful bodybuilder. He was just a bodybuilder. He had already won Mr. Universe. Yeah, but once. He wasn't, he wasn't like, seven-time Mr. Olympia like okay, he would end enough. up being. So fair what enough. I'm saying is he was a high-level bodybuilder, obviously. But, but he not had, celebrity level. He hadn't become... He hadn't created a... a um, industry around it like he would end up doing he Got was it. not famous so do you would you find it wise to then put him in a weightlifting competition with someone bigger than him <laughs> like you cast this guy in an effort to be impressive and like oh my god look at this freak of muscles here's a guy that looks just like him muscularly yeah, right? Like, why? <laughs> They're a dime a dozen. Get two more guys. Put them in the movie <laughs> later on. These guys are all over the fucking place, actually. <laughs> He's a real <laughs> like, special guy. <laughs> we just didn't cast these guys as Hercules because they don't have the acting chops. Well, no, see, here's the thing. You got to make sure that your opponent looks like he can win so you can make sure that you get all the bets from these long shot plunges. <laughs> Otherwise, no one's going to bet. So they proceed to have their weightlifting competition. Yeah, this took forever, too. Holy crap. That's on television in a studio which is a camera up against a hospital curtain. It totally was. <laughs> with, the, with the weight bar in the only available tiny corner for yep. one person to stand in. Yep. They start out at 500 pounds. The announcer's like, they're going to lift this 500 pounds. They both do it easily. He's like, now it's 750. You jumped up 250 pounds right away. Right away. Without the appearance of the bar changing in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. No one came and added any weight. It doesn't look different, and you didn't see any That's, difference. We don't have time for that in this movie. <laughs> they both do it easily. He's like, now it's 1,000 pounds. And Arnold can't do it because he's regular because he got roofied. Yep. Would you like to know what the real life record to this day is for the clean and jerk? Yes. 581 pounds. Wow. So. But, okay. <laughs> wow. My, my Monstro, who is not a demigod, <laughs> evidently is a demigod. He just doesn't know it. Yeah, I want to see his movie. Because he nearly doubled today's world record do with you, ease. Do you know the real name of this fellow? No, I don't. Me neither. He um, looks familiar. When, when Arnold... Oh, he had great hair, by the way. When, when Arnold fails to get the thousand pounds, you hear one singular man boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo. But it was subtitled. <laughs> boo. Man boos. <laughs> yeah, you can't double the world record, you loser. Man boos. So now he's in trouble. Yeah, they gotta run away, because the gangsters are not gonna be happy about this. They gotta this. pay the long shot plunger. <laughs> yeah, they think that the fix is in. So, what do you got to do when you got to get away from a bunch of gangsters? A slapstick car chase. You run outside and you steal Tarzan's chariot. While he's busy getting a hot dog Tarzan, from Sabretz. Tarzan, there is so much going on here. Tarzan yeah. was busy buying a hot dog, which allowed Hercules to steal his chariot. Right, because he parked it alongside the hot dog vendor. Now... You may know this about me. I happen to be a have a master's degree in Tarzan history. Oh, I know. I had no idea. Yes, I went to college for this. Um, Clown college. And at no point do I recall Tarzan having or needing a chariot in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he wasn't. He was a you know a Central Park Tarzan. Why? Or or was he a Hercules? That happens to be wearing a cheetah toga. Was he Tarzan or was he Hercules? <laughs> I think he was supposed to be Hercules, but they gave him a cheetah toga because that was the they used up all the togas 
for Mount Olympus rental right. scenes, yes. right? The rental togas were already used, and all they had left was this this one cheetah one. So, uh, yeah, gotta be the street guy. So they go on this long, confusing car chase where I couldn't tell who's chasing who. The girlfriend and the dad are trying to act as a decoy. The gangsters are chasing them. The chariot is chasing the gangsters. All of this is happening in and around Times Square and Central Park. And the... And Tarzan. Tarzan's chasing the chariot. Yeah. And the hot dog vendor is chasing Tarzan because Tarzan's running with his, 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 his... naked hot dog yeah and the hot dog vendor is trying desperately to apply the sauerkraut <laughs> to the hot dog they are running all over the goddamn city the five of them at one point one of the gangsters gets a high advantage he attempts to jump onto arnold's chariot you do not see anything happen until he is just rolling on the ground because he missed we guess evidently he missed you don't see it uh arnold gets Caught up to the girlfriend, gets in the car. Tarzan runs into the park, hands open, like, oh my god, what's going on with hot dog in one hand? (laughs) And then, finally, the hot dog vendor approaches him with his sauerkraut. (laughs) And there is a quiet, close-up shot of the hot dog, which is perfectly curved in Tarzan Hercules' hand. And the hot dog vendor... applies the sauerkraut and there's the most satisfying guitar slide as a sauerkraut is laid down on this hot dog so gently just this like (laughs) this is actually really really funny but i don't i couldn't tell you whether they actually meant it to be funny the whole whole long confusing car chase was all a vehicle for the gag of the sauerkraut (laughs) finally getting applied to the hot dog the only gag that paid off in this whole movie it pays off like (laughs) fucking gangbusters this is a grand slam joke This is this is ultimate satisfaction. This is an orgasmic sauerkraut application. It's <laughs> so great. I want to watch it on loop. <laughs> I do. Um, and then the the climax of the movie, the ex, the exciting. I told third, you it already happened. <laughs> exciting third act mm. is Hercules yeah. and several other bodybuilders. Yep. Versus gangsters. In a newspaper factory? I in, in an empty cardboard tube factory? I think it was like newspaper, like rolls of newspaper, like newsprint newspaper. Are you coming up with that based on your own knowledge that maybe you've seen these things in the past and that that's what they kind of look like? No, there was a point when one of the big rolls fell over and I thought I saw something that it said news on it. So I'm thinking, what would, why would it say news? Like, okay, well, maybe it's newspaper in a roll. Okay. It, Which would be really fucking heavy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. You, it probably sounds like you're right. To me, I didn't know that. I've never seen them, so I have no reference. They didn't they just really came, help us out. They just came across as giant, empty cardboard tubes that bounced up and down a lot of times when they hit the ground. And also, it seems like the father and the daughter had a destination which was that place. And then yeah. in that destination was climbing on top of one of the tubes... And right there was safety. Yeah. For some reason, they were really adamant about getting to the top of that particular tube and getting Hercules up there. And for some reason, that would solve everything. What the fuck were they going on about? There was nowhere to go. In the in the what? third act 
climactic fight is two bodybuilders who aren't Arnold versus the gangsters. That's the that's the that's the fight. Right. The names of these two bodybuilders in the movie are because uh, Zeus is pissed that someone sent them to help. I forget one guy's name. The other is Samson. Atlas. Yeah, that's it. Atlas and Samson. Samson is not a Greek mythology figure. That's a Christian biblical figure. <laughs> Maybe read a book before you make the movie. Just saying. Uh, and then and then Arnold does the Hercules pose. We got strong guys. How many strong guys we got? <laughs> Shit, we're out of strong guys. Ah, also, get it, Samson. Also, this just occurred to me right now. Samson had short hair. <laughs> Whichever one of them was Samson, did not, neither one of them had long hair. No. God damn it. So then Hercules does the Hercules pose. If you have a Hercules movie, he has to have two heavy things on either side of him and he has to push them over or pull them in. He ha- he has to make that pose right. in any movie that has Hercules. Or else in- he's do- he's not Herculesing. Or else he's not Hercules. So uh right then he gets his powers back from Zeus. He pushes the thing over. It squashes the gangsters. Uh we're, Win. Good, we're good to go. The, the the empty cardboard tubes killed the gangsters. Squished. They're dead forever and uh wonderful. So <laughs> Uh, him, Hercules, and Pretzi go to the top of the Empire State Building. And now they're tourists. Um, and, uh, this is where Hercules decides the noble, noble hero that he is after going on the hero's journey. Fuck my friends, I'm out of here without saying shit to them. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, he apologizes to his father and jets. What yeah. a deadbeat. Yeah. It doesn't say shit to Pretzi. Yep. No mention of the girlfriend anymore who he has fallen in love with. He just Pretzi. pieces the fuck out. And she never, you, we never see her bothered by oh, it. Me. Um, and uh, he's back in uh, Olympus and he's like, yeah, sorry about that whole going to Earth stuff. Uh, really sorry about that. And uh, we see Pretzi who is longing for Herc and the great times that he had. He has a flashback. Many flashbacks. I wrote I wrote flashbacks of this movie. Not flashbacks of a sequel. Not flashbacks of something we didn't get to see. Flashbacks of the shit that we just watched. What else would he have a flashback of? What, how would he have a flashback of a sequel? What Of like a previous movie. Or like times that we didn't get to see. When they were doing something else that we didn't get to watch. Why would we have flashbacks of stuff we already saw? Why would we have flashbacks of a sequel? That hasn't happened yet. Everyone else knows what I mean. Um, you just like to take the piss out of what I'm talking about. Correct. I like to piss in my chips. You're right. Well, Pretzi now has nothing to live for. Yeah, Pretzi's probably going to kill himself. Uh, and he go. The oh, last thing terrible. that he says is after he, after he hears the radio give him a message. The radio gives him a message from the dubbed version of Arnold. Right. Not the accent version. Right. Arnold of- speaks to him through the radio. But in a completely accentless voice. And then Pretzi goes, I think I'll get an apple. Last word. That's the last line from Pretzi. Yep. What? Yep. I think I'll get an apple. Well, it was a gag, you see. A pun. Yeah. Uh, and well, see, that's the, that's the great thing about this movie. When you think you're down in the dumps, you might be having a bad day, you can be resilient, your mind might change. Maybe you'll just want an apple instead. Yeah. And things will be fine. Don't and, worry. There's always another day. And then the way that this movie ends is with Zeus deciding that he's going to take a trip to New York. Yeah. And you get a repeat of the airplane gag, except for Zeus is dressed like a rabbi. Yeah. 
Because Zeus is Jewish? I no, I, I don't know. It's just a New York joke? Maybe it was a New York joke. They're like, well, he's got a beard, uh, so this is what we're going to make him look like. I don't know. I don't know what they're attempting. I don't know what sort of, like, inane, cockneyed, like, <laughs> messed up comedy that was of a different sentiment at the time. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with the awards, and I got a little bit of trivia. Okay, we're back, and we got the awards and the trivia. Um, the the trivia is kind of sparse because this movie's from 1969, yeah. so the internet's don't have a lot of information about it. One thing I can tell you is that Arnold's agent, uh, in an effort to get him this part, put down that he had a lot of quote stage experience, <laughs> which implied like plays and broadway sort of thing what he meant was bodybuilding <laughs> the bodybuilding stage so um, good on him i don't know if you noticed but arnold doesn't have any acting experience no in this shit. movie yeah and it's hard to pick up but, wow um one of the alternate titles for this movie oh, was boy. hercules goes bananas okay what <laughs> are you Oh man, these I, these gag writers back then, like did they not realize that the gag would one day be about them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish this movie was oh, called wow. Hercules Goes Bananas. We would have watched it either way. Either way. <laughs> um there is a German television show uh which is equivalent to like Mystery Science Theater 3000. And they were going to put Hercules in New York on that show until Arnold himself vetoed it. Aww. Because he would not allow this movie to be played on television. Aww. He regrets this movie severely. However, in the mid-2010s, the rights for this movie, this was an independently made movie. Don't know if you could tell. No way. The rights for this movie became available on eBay. Yes. And they, the starting bid was $250,000. It's unknown what the bid, whoever bought it, what they ended up paying for it. Aww. But an individual owns the rights to this movie. So it should get remade. So whenever you're watching it on Amazon or wherever, like we did, it's just going to some guy. Good for or, him. Or girl who, who purchased gonna, it on eBay. I wonder if they're going to get their money back on that. We should start scouring eBay for B movies. Yeah, we that, should. For C movies. Wh whose rights become available. That would be amazing. And then marketing them to ding-dongs that listen to this show. Oh, man. <laughs> we do love our ding-dongs. It's true. We're one. Yeah. We're the leader of the ding-dongs. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do our awards. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for some awards? <laughs> let's do Pull it. it up. <laughs> what is your bold statement? My bold statement is that... Arnold Strong did not know that this was a comedy. Ah, uh, because he didn't understand it. He you, couldn't read it. You can see in his face and hear in his delivery when he's saying something that's a joke, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't, he, it's not just a, it's not just a language barrier. It was probably not explained to him well. He doesn't know when he's making a joke. No. Which makes it not funny, which no. makes it really funny. So funny. <laughs> so bad. Oh, classic. This whole movie is, I forgot that it was a comedy until we started watching it. And like I said, I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, they actually do want you to laugh at this movie. Yeah. I thought I just liked it because it wasn't funny. Yeah. That, then that's why it's funny. No, the, the badness is what's most memorable. Yeah, in absolutely. This movie, for sure. Um, my bold statement, you might not think much of it, but it's very significant. My bold statement is, this is the worst 
Arnold movie of all time. Um, yeah, it actually is. I mean, it is. It is and it isn't, right? Because, like, you nope. you have this this willingness to give him a pass based on it's the very first movie that he ever did and the language barrier. And he has movies later on down the road where you don't give him that pass and it's still really bad. But this is, if you're not giving any, any like, mulligans, this is a... This is one of the worst movies ever made. I'm not talking about the worst acting job no, no, he's ever done. I'm talking the about the film worst itself. Yeah, mo- this is the one worst of the worst. Movie. The, this is one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, so, and that's why it's an appropriate, bold statement. Yeah, there's no glitter to it. Yeah. There's no glam. There's no jazz fingers. <laughs> it is the worst Arnold movie of all time. Yeah, hundred percent. What's <laughs> which one is your worst line? Holy crap! Is there? Okay, well, before I do my actual line, I just want to give mention for worse to all, all of the insanely long conversations. <laughs> the insanely long back and forths about, oh, you know Apollo? Yeah, I know Apollo. Yeah, he thinks he's real handsome. <sighs> Apollo thinks he's handsome? He's got a big wart on his nose and, and he's cross-eyed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't all, again. all that stuff. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. But my, but my worst line uh-huh. is actually from Helen. Oh, who what are the chances? They're in the carriage. They've been talking to each other for 45 minutes. Uh-huh. They've gone back and forth with a bunch of jokes that aren't funny. No. And then she says, in the movie, half the time I don't know if you're joking or not. Mm. And I was like, yeah. yeah <laughs> we all feel you. that, Helen. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> that was, that was uh, breaking the fourth wall there. Yeah, the movie became self-aware at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, my worst line, and there are so many. Almost but, every word could be a worst. But I'm gonna, line. I'm gonna go with. I, I, it's one of his first lines in the entire film, which is, "I am tired of the same old faces and the same old things. I want to go." <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> he didn't even blink when he did it. <laughs> I have a feeling that that is the first line that Arnold Strong ever said with a camera pointed at him. Yeah. He, he, they had to have filmed this in the order that we watched it because his, his, his delivery does improve as the movie goes on. It never, it never washes out to any good, no. but from that moment until the end, it's a little better. That is historically Hall of Fame bad. <laughs> Unbelievably, hilariously. That, that's one of the scenes that, that allows me to make my bold statement of this is the worst Arnold movie of all time. Yeah, if you if you feel so inclined, dear listener, go on YouTube and there's a couple of videos that compare the dubbed version to the <laughs> Arnold version of that line. Yes. Hilarious. So good. Hilarious. What's your worst line of this movie? My best line? Uh, yeah. What's your best line of this movie? There's a handful, like almost everything is bad, but a lot of the stuff is bad to the point of being good, hence the title of the show. Um, but th- my favorite one is from Pretzi. And Hercules has just been uh, eye-fucking Helen and telling her <laughs> that she's a goddess and that she deserves to be with a god and all this stuff. And she gets up to answer the door. And my best line is the whole bit where Pretzi's like, you don't talk to a dame that way. That ain't how you treat a broad. <laughs> Prince, he's a bum. He's, he's a real bum. He's trying to be chivalrous, and, and Hercules is like, I do not understand. And he's like, just cut it out, all right? You don't talk to broads that way. <laughs> you know who's a long shot plunger? This guy, Pretzi. That's who. <laughs> uh, my best line, actually, don't like it anymore because it was funny at the time. 
and now it doesn't make any sense to me, but it's when Hercules and the cabbie are arguing that Hercules has to pay two bucks, pass over the dough, this sort of thing, and Hercules is like confounded at that what that he would be charged when he was he like graced this guy's yeah, he chariot <laughs> with his appearance, and so he's arguing with the cab, and he's like, I I should not have to pay. You've been immortalized, and the cabbie says, I've been who? At the time, it was funny, and now like on paper, it's not funny at all. <laughs> You had to be there. You had to be it's there. It's not any good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The whole cab part was, like, painful. No, it was... It was oh, that mustache. <laughs> yeah. That mustache was terrifying. Yeah. What was your worst performance? Arnold. Like, it, yeah. Arnold is... You look at me offended as if I just chose to ask you <laughs> this form question we've been asking for the last 60 films. <laughs> I don't want to bestow worst performance on Arnold it pains me to say it. The worst performance in this movie is Arnold. Oh, absolutely. No question. Yeah. No question. There's, yeah. there's, it's, uh, no comment. Who's your MVP? Arnold. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the best part of this movie is Arnold and his terrible accent and his terrible acting. And he, he is trying He's is definitely he? like yeah. He's, I don't think he's trying. I don't. I just don't think he. I think he's trying to speak English. <laughs> he's trying to knock over those pillars. He's trying to fight a bear. He's trying to be romantic with Helen. <laughs> the the reason that you turn this movie on is Arnold. So he's the MVP. He's trying to act he's not trying to win an oscar which is what defines our mvp category i'm giving it to arnold <laughs> he's just trying to get paid <laughs> he's trying to finish this film arnold strong might be a terrible actor oh god <laughs> do not defend him okay i've got a tie for mvp okay it's tied between pluto and the slimy new partner the the gangster yeah the lead gangster yeah. guy yeah both of them are both trying they both hold presence on the screen i liked their parts i was convinced by their characters i knew the one wasn't actually a long shot plunger even <laughs> if he got called that once or twice i like i liked it i i thought they were a good uh they were a good addition to the other incredibly flat characters throughout yeah. the whole movie yeah uh, what is your unredeemable moment? You can just list them off. You don't have to choose the one. It's got to be the bear fight, it's, right? It's it, the bear it fight. It has to be the bear fight. The The bear fight is the reason that someone who enjoys bad movies will tell another person about this movie. I was... the, the reason that you go, oh, dude, you've never seen Hercules in New York? The next sentence out of your mouth is Arnold fights a bear. Yeah. Every time. It reminded me a lot of Wicker Man. Yeah, a little bit there, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the reason... Okay, so the reason that we watched this before we started the show, when we did, like, a year ago or whatever that was, we were looking for the Ar the uh, Lou Ferrigno... Yes. ...Hercules, because I had heard that he fights a bear in that movie. Oh, no shit. And that he throws it into space. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, man, oh, we have to watch this terrible movie. That is Hercules. Then we watch this, and he fights a bear in this movie, and I was like, what?! So you can't even search the Hercules movie where Hercules fights a bear no. with the bodybuilder. You're going to find three or four of them. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. We didn't know that there was a trope within a trope. Yeah. Incredible. Um, well, I have a whole list of unredeemable moments. Please list all of Obviously, them. Obviously, the bear is one. Um, for me, 
the reason that this movie stands out as a good bad before we started doing this show was the lightning bolts. Zeus's oh his bucket Zeus's bucket of rebars <laughs> trimmed to the length of a handheld lightning bolt and then bent in the shape of bolts and that is what God of Gods has as his tool to create hell on earth with a simple kindergarten arrow at the end of it. Yep. Yeah. That was incredible. That was <laughs> incredible. We don't need special effects. We got rebar. <laughs> yeah. And so. the the fact that they're in a Home Depot paint bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just like the milk pail. Yeah. Uh, also, so unbeatable moment from a filmmaking perspective, because sometimes we've got to look at these movies as like, is it a good piece of film or not? No, it is not. The worst part is when Mercury visits Zeus in the apartment and you can, it's out of focus. You can hear people walking around in the background. It is just, why would that be included in this movie? This was so bad. There's several parts of this movie like that that give you the impression that while they were filming it, they thought the cops were going to come bust the door yes. down at any minute. We got to film had, it. They had to just get it. Yep. <laughs> we got to get, we're not supposed to be in this hotel room. Right. Get it done. Get out of here. Yeah. Yet it still turns out to be a 10 minute conversation. Well, and then back in the days of analog film, film itself is expensive. Yeah. Sometimes you just literally don't have the budget to purchase more film yeah. and pay for the cameraman and pay for your actors to come back. Like, well, that's it. We got one take and fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> the camera guy fucked it up. Oh, like the part where, I can't believe we didn't talk about this sooner, the part where Arnold is serial dating this girl and he's walking off and he trips. Yes. And they left it in the movie. Because he's just like us. No, it was unintentional. He I tripped know. and he puts his hands on his head like, oh, I fucked up the scene. And, I, and they left it in the movie. He's. I don't know. I, I saw it as him being like... Well, he laughed about it. You can see him laughing. He's still a demigod at that point, too. Like he's Is this, he? yeah, he's still this arrogant, like, like douchey demigod who's absolutely perfect, and he trips and fucks up the scene, and they didn't take it out of the no, movie. No, that's that is hilarious because you know that that wasn't supposed to be in there. Yeah. And I don't know if they meant to leave it in or not, but there it is. It's there. It's hilarious. It's so bad. Uh, so leading into this, what is your favorite part? Um, Arnold. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> when the, he's shirtless, mostly the, the sauerkraut. The, yes, the, the sauerkraut ding, ding, ding. On, <laughs> at the end of the worst chase ever. It so many things had to fall in line for that joke to work. If if a if this car chase was good, then it wouldn't have been funny. If it was shorter, it wouldn't have been funny. If it was not such a ridiculous premise altogether in the first place, it wouldn't have been funny. Right. The stars yep. literally aligned to make the worst joke in, literally con in, con aligned. in conception turn out to be the best joke in movie history. <laughs> so my favorite part is the is the Tarzan getting his sauerkraut. <laughs> is that what they call it these days? <laughs> Um, that's my favorite part too. I yeah. can't think of that little two second clip without the sound effect of that, the guitar slide. That is this movie's That is slide. this movie's pigeon triple take <laughs> from Moonraker. <laughs> if you if you were to just if you put that as this the scene or I mean the cover of the Instagram post about this movie, then the people who get it will get it. Yeah, which will be eight people total. We love all eight of you. <laughs> yeah. We're happy that you're here. What is your better title? 
Tarzan's hot dog. <laughs> is that what the kids are calling it? Yeah, yeah. I, at first, I just wrote down Arnold, but <laughs> because well, let me explain. That was like a, a a gag I was doing, but at the same time, right? The amount of times in this movie that he stops being Hercules and becomes young Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. the same person he is in Pumping Iron, <laughs> when he's eye fucking the girl, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He forgot he was on a movie set at that point. When he sees the the poster, which compels him to take his shirt off uh-huh. and begin posing, uh-huh. that's Arnold. That's him. That's, that's you know, 19, 20-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's several moments in this movie where he's just being himself. So I was like, yeah, a better title could just be Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> My better title is Oogalies in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Oogalies. How do you spell it? Oogalies. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, is this movie good, bad, or just bad? Okay, this is not actually a simple answer. No, it's really not. A, it's really genuinely not. My trouble. whole life, because I saw this movie when I was really young, up until last night, I considered it good, bad. And then right before we started recording, I was pretty set to call it bad because i i did not actually enjoy last night's experience but i think that had more to do with the fact that i had like an excruciating headache while we were watching it and after this conversation and how much fun we've had (laughs) i'm reclassifying it as good bad it's absolutely good bad but here's the difference it's it's really it's, it's extremely good bad if you've never seen it or if you've seen it once and it's been a really long time. If it's novel. If it's novel to you. If you've seen it a lot of times or within the last year, it ceases to be good, bad, right. and it's actually quite grating on your senses. That's how I feel, too. This is a bad movie. It's, a, it's an excruciatingly bad movie if you know what's coming. This is a bad movie that gets to be classified as good, bad. Right, yeah. Which there's, there's a fine line. Like, we're learning throughout the duration of this movie... There is Fifty Shades of Fucked Up when it comes to good, bad movies. <laughs> it's not so simple. It's not cut and dry. You can have a bad movie that's good, bad. You can have a good movie that's good, bad. You can have a good, bad movie that's neither good nor bad. Yeah. You can have a movie that's in its own classification, which was Michael Bay. Yeah. Like, you it, you can't just choose from the three. Now that we're getting into, like, really deep water of these movies, mm-hmm. and we've already checked off the, like, obvious, obvious choices. Yep. A lot of them. Not all of them. No. We still have things like Con Air and yes. shit like that to yes. do. But you, when we're, we're getting into deeper water here, what you're saying is getting more and more true for us. <laughs> it is getting harder and harder to decide whether or not they're good, bad, or bad. And sometimes, like, last week you watched The Mummy, and it's a straight-up good <laughs> movie. Um, which has a lower Rotten Tomato score than this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, but for this movie specifically, for you, the dear listener, if you're going to recommend this to someone, only do it if they've never seen it. Know your audience, too. Don't Like, for me, it was an unpleasant experience to see it for the multiple time. That's a word. Look it up. Uh-huh. Uh, Don't you all so that, roll that, your eyes That's at me. where this one hinges. It's just yeah. whether or not you've seen it or how long it's been. Right. Um, okay, that covers Hercules. On to next week's business. We won't be here. We will not be here. We are out of town. Um, we, we are going to a place that you should know about, which is I Love Video, which is in Austin, Texas. We're actually not going there, but I wanted to divert the conversation because I Love Video is 
basically like a museum now because it is filled and filled and filled with any movie you could ever imagine. VHSs, DVDs, laser discs, cassettes, anything you could ever want. Like it has a ceiling that is made of blockbuster rental cards. This is the sort of place that Good Bad needs and it's going out of business due to coronavirus, but it sounds like the owner doesn't want it to be saved for him. It sounds like he's happy to sell it. Like, so somebody needs to swoop in and save I Love Video in Austin, Texas, because it is the heart of Good Bads. Yeah, look them up on Instagram, I-L-U-V video, um, and check them out. It is it is the Smithsonian of film, <laughs> basically. It's a two-story building that is packed floor-to-ceiling and wall-to-wall. Gil to gil tits to ass filled with movies of every single decade and genre and they are going out of business but they don't want to so check them out maybe you know somebody that can help out but we're not going to be around next week because we are going to be in austin for other reasons um but we will be back the following week with two brand new movies to vote on so you have uh that whole time to send us suggestions i want loads and loads and loads and loads of suggestions loads. and then i will t- pick the two you'll do what <laughs> i will prick the two best movies huh. and then we will vote on those two regardless of genre uh don't don't send me comedies comedies don't work for this show unless it's oogly's in new <laughs> yeah, york unless, unless it doesn't even know it's a comedy uh and uh and that's how that's gonna work so we will catch you guys down the road peace Bye.